Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the USMLE Guys podcast. Today, we're diving into a short clip from one of our recent USMLE Coaches Corner Live episodes on YouTube. This is a quick tip that you can take and immediately use to boost your USMLE Step 1 and or Step 2 CK exam performance and results. If you find this tip to be useful and you want to ace your USMLE exams with certainty in less time and with ease, visit us at usmleguys.com to learn how we can help you make it happen. Now let's dive into today's episode. Now this is a question that I've also had some back and forth on YouTube with people who are pretty pretty angry with me for suggesting that they put a lot of work into their step one prep. Okay. The question is, why should I put lots of effort into my step one if it's pass fail? All right. Well, some of you might have noticed we are almost exclusively focusing on step one content these days. Why? Because everybody's failing step one. Why? Because people are not taking it as serious as they should or because it's the hardest exam and it's still just hard pass fail or not. Something that I never understood was everyone thought pass fail. Wow, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so easy. Man, you Mm -hmm. still need to put in a tremendous amount of energy just to pass. Now, Mm -hmm. why put in a ton of energy? Well, let us count the ways. Number one, if you fail your step one, you are putting yourself in a position that you can never dig yourself out of. Back before it went past fail, before 2022 rolled around, if you failed your step one, you were not in a great situation, but you could come back and crush it. And we work with so many students who failed. You come back, you get a 235, 240, 250. Okay, it looks like you had a bad day. You don't have that luxury now. If you fail, the best you can do is a pass. But guess what happens now? Everybody who took their step one the first time and passed now has a leg up on you. And it doesn't matter if if you outscore them on CK, they still got that leg up on you because they passed step one first attempt. You have good letters of recommendation. Most people do. They pass step one on the first attempt. So if you don't put a ton of energy into it, what's going to happen is you're going to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be in a hole that you can never theoretically dig yourself out of, metaphorically dig yourself out of. You could do everything you want, but that big F is never going to be overshadowed by a solid score. Number two you need to build a solid foundation in the basic sciences just to become a competent physician. I don't know where this idea that basic sciences don't matter, where this whole idea comes from, but I don't know about you, but when I was in rotations in my third year, fourth year, I was constantly pimped, which I don't like that word, but pimped on basic sciences stuff. You know, medication, pharmacology, basic sciences, surgery, all anatomy, all anatomy, detailed anatomy, yeah. biochemistry, oh, neuropatient, ta- let's talk about ascending and descending tracks, basic sciences. If you don't build that foundation or put that work in to build that foundation, you're going to put yourself in a position where, I mean, you're going to be embarrassed because you're not going to know some basic stuff, but also don't you want to know what's going on underneath just the, as a, as a doctor in the hospital, if someone has this, this is what we give them. Don't you want to know yeah. what you're treating and why? I mean, sure. th- th- this mentality of we just study for the test and then we move on, it has to stop, guys, because you need to be competent because 
a lot of people these days are getting into residency and they're burning out, they're quitting, they're getting fired because they're yeah. not coming in equipped to handle the job. And a lot of that stems from having a weak foundation because if you don't have a good foundation, you're just gonna be pummeled by the attending physicians who are gonna expect that you know your stuff and you don't. So that's, that's number two. Um, number three, I mean, you need a solid basic sciences foundation for your CK. A lot of students don't understand this, but the, the foundational stuff is what CK is built on. And if you don't directly get a question like, you know, what, what chromosome is affected in this condition, you still need to know the, the basic sciences principles so that you can think more complexly about challenging CK questions. That's it. My final big number, my big, uh, my big, uh, reason is let's say, let's just, let's just flip the script and say we're in the hospital and our most favorite loved one is being treated for something. Yes. And the doctor comes in and you guys ask them questions and they can't really answer you and you, you lose confidence in them. They don't seem competent. Do you want that type of person to be your doctor or your mom's doctor, your dad's doctor, your grandma, your grandpa's doctor? No. So don't be that doctor who, you know, skated by just by passing their exams, got into the system, but really didn't put in that extra effort to really become a knowledgeable physician. Don't be that person who, when your patient asks you something, you can't explain it to them from the most basic detail, the basic level. And yes, that doesn't necessarily directly affect your step one score, but in a way it does, because if you prepare for that patient in the future so that you can be the best doctor for them, that's gonna spill over into your step one exam result and you're gonna do well. Same thing with CK. So you have to stop just thinking about it from a test perspective and think about it from a, a physician-patient relationship. I, I think about that all the time. Uh, you know, if, if I have a loved one in the hospital, I want the doctor to be super smart and have good bedside manner. Oh yeah. But if I mean, he, if they're lacking in either, then I'm I'm very worried. And so you want to think about that. That's why you should go above and beyond. All those reasons alone should make you realize how important step one is and how important it is to study as though it's still three digits, crush it, know your stuff, and then you can move on and you don't have to worry about trying to learn anatomy again in the future, histology. I mean, put in the work now and get the results. I'm telling you, a lot of students studying CK, they're, they're going back to their first first aid for step yep. one. There's yep. a lot of information that you just need to know. And granted, things have changed. You know, a lot of step one content. Uh, I know a student just called earlier. She didn't do well in step one because she was studying just from NBME. She took step one and she goes, well, the NBMEs were short length questions versus step one she got destroyed on length right mm -hmm. it happens they ask questions about management sometimes about medication specifically you have to adjust with the times and then you get to ck you don't have time to go back to step one you should if you need to imagine now you're in rotations or you're working and rotations or whatever life kicks in married have kids whatever life is thrown at you yeah you have to spend at least step one you have sort of dedicated ideally if it's a traditional pathway where you're in school or you're you know given time off CK, you're balancing life, rotations, shelf exams. Our students are on shelf studying during OB, during PEDS, during any kind of rotation, doing well in their shelf exam, in their daily pimping, daily presentations <laughs> and getting 
questioned by physicians and have to stay on top of a CK life. It's a lot of balancing and that's the whole point guys. You know, it's an exam for your future. It's a license examination. When you get licensed, you provide all these scores in, right? You don't take another license exam. It's step one, step two, step three, all together gives you a license. And I think people forget about that. This is one of three tests that you need to take to receive your license to practice. So, you know, don't take it lightly and don't cut corners. If you do, yeah. it's going to come crumbling. I mean, we yeah. see it. So it's you'll, you'll feel the effect. You know why I didn't like that word pimping? Because it never made sense to me. No, I don't know why they said it. That is I mean, not, like, pimping is nothing to do with pimp, quizzing, you know? Pimp, pimping, I mean, when we were in the south side of Chicago, we saw some pimps outside, but it was totally yes, different okay. from the pimping inside. I just, I hated the <laughs> word because it made no sense to me. Anyway, moving on. Thanks for listening. I hope you found that to be helpful. If you want more, be sure to check out our other episodes right here on the USMLE Guys podcast. And if you're ready to dive in and simplify your USMLE prep process, don't forget to head over to usmleguys.com. I'll see you all on the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,